Hi there, welcome to our podcast for college Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick, and we've been talking about the seven sacraments of the Church. And within those seven sacraments, we've already spoken about the sacraments of initiation, that is baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. The sacraments of healing, that is penance and anointing of the sick. So now we will start addressing the sacraments that are directed to the service of the church, that is holy orders or the priesthood and matrimony. The greatest gift of God to mankind is the gift of himself, a gift that can be obtained perfectly only in heaven. Now there we will be able to see God just as he is face to face. And thanks to that, we will be united with him forever. In him we will have the perfect good. In him we have life without limits. In him and in him alone, we will be able to find perfect happiness. So the problem is, while we are in this world, we're not yet in heaven. And the greatest gift of himself to us then is given to us in Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus Christ, who is God made man, who came to this world to be the visible image of God. He, Jesus Christ, then, yes, is the perfect mediator between God and man, a bridge that would unite God to man and man to God, in spite of the fact that we had separated ourselves from God through original sin. So Christ, then, becomes the bridge, or also another word for that would be the pontiff that comes from Pontus in Latin, bridge, right? So pontiff means the one who is like a bridge. He is the one mediator between God and man by carrying himself the weight of all the sins of the entire humanity, as we read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. He carried, he was crushed by our own offenses. And he nailed those sins to the cross through his crucified humanity. So, since Christ is God and man, he is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He came to this world to offer the sacrifice of his life for our sins, which would be the only sacrifice, which is the only sacrifice that can take away sin. In that sense, he is the high priest, the one priest whose sacrifice can bring reconciliation between God and man. He also came to reveal the truths about God, all the truths that are necessary for our salvation. In that sense, he is the teacher or prophet par excellence. And finally, we say he came as the perfect leader, the king of kings and lord of lords, as we read in the book of Revelation, chapter 19. He is then the true shepherd of the people of God. So this triple mission of Christ was already prefigured in the Old Testament by the different figures of the kings, the prophets, and the priests that were existing in the people of Israel. So among the many kings, we have David, King David. Among the prophets, for example, we have Isaiah and Jeremiah. And among the priests, we have Aaron and his descendants. Those people, kings, prophets, and priests, were all true realities. But they also were foreshadowings of the one perfect priest, king, and prophet mission of Jesus Christ, triple mission of Jesus Christ, in which all the people of the Old Testament found their fulfillment in Christ, right? As the Catechism says in 1544, number 1544, 
everything that the priesthood of the old covenant prefigured finds its fulfillment in Jesus Christ, the one mediator between God and men. And the catechism there is citing 1 Timothy 2, verse 5. Now, before dying and rising up to heaven, our Lord chose to appoint some men among his disciples to be priests of the New Testament. He established them as priests during the Last Supper on Holy Thursday. So that was a crucial day, the profound moment when he gave us the reality of his body and blood in the Eucharist. But there cannot be Eucharist without a priest to consecrate it. And therefore, he also instituted the sacrament of holy orders or the priesthood. So these priests now of the New Testament are meant to extend the mission of Jesus Christ throughout history to the end of times. So we read also in the Catechism 1536, Holy orders is the sacrament through which the mission entrusted by Christ to his apostles continues to be exercised in the church until the end of time. Thus it is a sacrament of apostolic ministry. It includes three degrees, episcopate, presbyterate, and diaconate, or if you want, bishops, priests, and deacons. So here I would like to make a quick clarification that you might have heard that there's also what is called the common priesthood of the faithful. And this is a true priesthood by which anyone who is baptized is somehow configured to Christ as priest. Through this common priesthood of the faithful, all the faithful, all the Christian faithful, are called to sanctify themselves and sanctify the world in which they live. And they are also, and here the priestly, the priest of the faithful comes a little bit more into light, they are also called to offer their spiritual sacrifices, that is, their daily sufferings, their work, their joy, in a word, in a word everything that you do, together with the sacrifice of Christ offered by the ordained priest during the sacrifice of the Mass. Now, for that, it's, uh, you may want to read uh, a letter of St. John Paul II, Pope John Paul II, called The Supper of the Lord, in Latin, Dominice Cene, number nine. There he speaks about the priesthood and the common priesthood of the faithful. Now, what is important to clarify, then, is that these two levels of the priesthood, the ordained ministerial priesthood, and the common priesthood of the faithful are very different from each other. Not only in a sort of level or a degree, they are different essentially. So the difference is an essential difference. Only the ordained priest can offer the sacrifice of the Mass. And without him, the baptized who have the common priesthood of the faithful cannot possibly offer the Holy Mass. And this is why, as just another clarification within this uh, topic, this is why the faithful should not say the words of consecration at the Mass. They can think about them interiorly, right? But they shouldn't be saying them out loud. Or, for example, they should not walk up to the altar and surround it, holding the host at the same time that the priest is saying the words of consecration. That sometimes happens, and it shouldn't happen, because that can give out the wrong impression that we all have the same kind of priesthood and we all have the same power to consecrate. In a similar way, only the priest, the ministerial priest or the ordained priest, the priest, can absolve mortal sins through the sacramental absolution, some, something that no baptized faithful can do. So 
those two priesthood, the priesthood, common priesthood of the faithful, and the ordained priesthood differ greatly, as the Catechism puts it in 1547. The ministerial priesthood of bishops and priests and the common priesthood of the faithful participate, or share, each in its own proper way in the one priesthood of Christ. While being ordered one to the other, they differ essentially. So, only the ordained priest acts in the person of Christ the head. In the ordained minister or priest, it is Christ himself who is present as the head of his body. This is what the church means by saying that the priest, by virtue of the sacrament of holy orders, acts in persona Christi capitis. That's a Latin expression, in persona Christi capitis, which means only the priest acts in the person of Christ the head. And for that you can read from the Vatican Council, the decree Presbyterorum Ordinis, number two, or the decree on the ministerial priesthood of the priests. This is why the formula of some of the sacraments is really so amazing. In the Mass, for example, the priest actually says, this is my body and this is my blood when consecrating the body and blood of Christ. He doesn't say, this is the body of Christ, as if someone else's body were being held and consecrated. The priest says it as if it were himself, Christ, speaking at that moment. And also when absolving sins, the priest doesn't say, Jesus Christ absolves you from your sins, but he says instead, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So that's very important because it reminds us that it is Christ there acting and not the priest as this by his own power. It is the priest by the power of Christ and in the power of Christ, we could say, or Christ is acting through and in the priest. And this is why Pope Pius XII wrote an amazing encyclical called Mediator Dei, or Mediator Between God and Man, about Christ and the priesthood. And there he says these powerful words that are quoted from the Catechism 1548. It is the same priest, Christ Jesus, whose sacred person his minister truly represents. Now the minister, by reason of the sacerdotal consecration, which he has received, is truly made like to the high priest and possesses the authority to act in the power and in the place of the person of Christ himself. So that's from Pope Pius XII, an encyclical. So we could say that the priest lends his lips and his hands, indeed his entire humanity, to Jesus Christ. There's no question then that the ministry of the priests is a very sacred one. And whether that is very helpful to all society. We all need the Catholic priest to bring us the sacraments that are necessary for salvation. This is why the priest is, the Catholic priest is called to holiness. And this is why, too, many times the priest will always be the object of rejection and persecution by many people. So I want to encourage you to pray for priests and for an increase of vocations to the priesthood, especially in these days of Holy Week that are coming up, and most especially during Holy Thursday, when we celebrate the day in which Christ instituted the sacrament of holy orders. So pray for us, priests, because while we are called to holiness, 
we may not always be so holy, right? Or holy at all. While Christ is at work in the priest when he celebrates the sacraments, the fact of being consecrated as priest, unfortunately, does not imply that the priest cannot sin. And that is many times the case. This is why priests also need to participate in the sacrament of confession and spiritual direction and receive the other sacraments because we have our failures that can cause disappointment, frustration, and many times even scandal in the faithful. So on June 13th, 2010, which was the year of the priesthood uh, declared by Pope Benedict the 16th, the Pope, Pope Benedict, paraphrasing St. John Vianney, the holy priest of ours in France, said the following, The priest is a gift from the heart of Christ, a gift for the church and the whole world, from the heart of the Son of God, overflowing with love, all the goods of the church spring forth. So priests and religious, at least most of the ones that I know, give up everything to serve the church. They give up everything, and they try to live virtuous lives and holy lives, and they're really holy people, many of them. And they serve their brothers and sisters and help them to get to heaven. So if you listen to this episode, pray for the priests that you know. And this Holy Thursday that we're about to celebrate, pray for all the faithful priests and bishops that are today serving the people of God with an undivided heart, that our Lord may bless them abundantly with his love and his grace. So if you liked this episode, please share it with others. And also, if you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. May God bless you, and we will see you next time.